Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. In the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we are joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, their families, and the community. We'll also be discussing issues in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Check out our daily articles on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. This veteran law enforcement officer's journey led to alcoholism, depression, and recovery. And he's joining us on the Law Enforcement Today Show. The Law Enforcement Today Radio Show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Calling us from my old home state, Virginia. Now I know people are saying, wait a minute, you're from Maryland. I lived most of my childhood in Norfolk, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia. My dad's career Navy guy. And then at 18, moved to Maryland. The family didn't. And then, of course, I went to Baltimore. And the rest, they say, is history. Calling us from Virginia, we have Jonathan Hickory on the phone. Jonathan, thanks for joining us on the Law Enforcement Today show. Yes, sir, Jay. I am so happy to be on with you, brother. It's a, it's a pleasure, and we've been trying to make this happen for a while, and I appreciate your patience. And Jonathan, by the way, has written articles uh, on law enforcement today. Do you happen to recall the name of some of those? People can look them up. The one on law enforcement today that I wrote recently was called Never Grow Weary. Oh, that's a good piece. I do remember that one very, very well. I posted on social media many times because I also handle a social media page. And uh, it basically, the premise of it is we're tired of this job ruining our, our marriages, our relationships, our health, uh, and things of that nature. Uh, great piece. If you haven't read it, look it up at lawenforcementtoday.com. Your career law enforcement officer still on the job at an agency in Virginia. And we all know, for those who don't know, Active police officers can't talk about their job, specifically what agency they work for. We don't have the First Amendment freedom of speech in the same way that everybody else does. As a matter of fact, even in radio, my day job, I'm not allowed to say whatever I want to say. So I always blame it on the MFL, NFL. They think that, well, they're supposed to have the right to say whatever they want, whatever they want, regardless of work or not. And that's just not the case for our law enforcement officers. You can't do it. That's right. No, I totally agree with you there. It's um, And it's to protect our... I guess our own at the same time. Um, yeah. It's not, not necessarily a bad thing, but it can limit us in uh, ways that we want to express ourselves, that's for sure. And, and well, that's why we have so many retirees on this show, uh, because they, <laughs> like me, every police I know, every law enforcement officer I know is opinionated. We may not start that way, but we end up that way from seeing all the things you see. It's kind yeah. of hard not to change, and we'll talk about how that affected you in, in a moment. 
So we don't want people spouting off as if they're mouthpieces for their agency or their city or their county or their state. Uh, so I get that part. A lot of people just don't understand it. So we're not going to name the agency, but you're still in a job. How long have you been policing? Uh, just over 15 and a half years, Jay. So you're certainly a, a veteran law enforcement officer. How much longer before you can retire? Well, that depends on who you ask. Um, <laughs> I could work until I'm 50, so that's another um, about 10 years for me. Um, or I might just get my 20 years in and start looking. We'll see. Yeah. Well, it's good to have options. And uh, what, the longer you get on the job, the more you start talking about looking forward to retiring. And that's, that's a big that's a big journey, by the way. My retirement was sudden, unexpected. I got hurt. I was retired at 33 and really wasn't ready. So for anybody who's in law enforcement, going into law enforcement and been on the job for a while, start planning your retirement way ahead of time because uh, you could be, unfortunately, like me, get hurt and it's over with quickly. Uh, your journey has been... I would love to say a unique journey for first responders, but sadly it's not. Uh, We're going to talk about your journey, but it has led you to writing, being uh, an author. Tell us about your book. Yes, sir. So my book is, the title of it is Break Every Chain, and the subtitle, um, it's kind of long, but it's A Police Officer's Battle with Alcoholism, Depression, and Devastating Loss, and the True Story of how God changes life forever. And it's not an uncommon story. This happens to so many people. I'm hesitant to say the majority because it's not the case, but a sizable number. Uh, And it's related to all the things you see. Uh, Alcohol becomes a big way of coping for many in law enforcement and not just law enforcement officers and corrections, dispatchers, firefighters, EMTs as well. And it can create its own unique set of problems. Your book yeah. is available online, I imagine. Oh my gosh, where isn't it available? I've been so blessed. Um, it's uh, available at Amazon, um, and um, it's also available as an ebook through Kindle um, or Nook on Barnes and Noble. So it's also available on the Barnes and Noble site, Books a Million, uh, ChristianBook.com, ThriftBooks.com, eBay, Walmart. Um, just uh, if you look for it, you're going to find it. And give us the title of the book one more time. Break Every Chain, a, p- a police officer's battle with alcoholism, depression, and devastating loss, and no. the true story of how God changes life forever. So this is going to be a conversation about your story, about your journey, uh, about where you're at now. Let's start from a pleasant point. You're doing okay now, Yes, correct? absolutely. Yes, sir. How would you describe your life where you're at now? Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I love my job. Um, I love working with people. I uh, look at people in a, in a way I've never looked at them before um, with compassion. And, and I know still sometimes as police officers, we still have to, you know, take the hard road and people have to go to jail sometimes. That's, that's going to happen. Uh, but looking at people with the light, in the light that I do now, um, I certainly give them a little bit more compassion than I did before. It's a funny concept that people have that uh, police in general, all they do is arrest people. And the truth is, you know, and I was a very active officer in a very busy department in Baltimore in a high crime area. And we made a lot of arrests. But the truth is the the vast majority of our encounters with people did not involve arrest, did not involve use of force, didn't involve crosswords at all. I mean, they might have been upset because they're a bad situation, but it wasn't a negative thing. 
Right, but but you can make it a negative thing, and I think that's uh, after you get a few years on the job, you start to see um, just the the very worst of humanity, and you start to become bitter and cynical and um, jaded. I guess is a good word that we all like to use, um, and it's hard to to prevent that from affecting your outlook on other folks. It is, especially when it's been here done this seen this scenario multiple times a good example is domestic violence we we would get calls at the same house every friday and you could you were powerless to make things change you'd lock people up they get back together and then the worst case scenario is the person was killed and there's nothing you could do about it right yeah you just don't understand that why people would go back into an abusive situation but um yeah, for me, um, I set out as a, as a young officer, and I think so many of us do, we want to change the world. You know, we, we sign up to be a police officer because we want to help people. We want to be a servant to our community. We want to make a, di- a difference. And we glorify the role of a police officer so many times uh, through things like movies and TV shows. Um, when I became an officer, um, certainly there was... You know, even at the academy, you're learning how to drive fast, and you're learning how to, you know, shoot your gun, and you're learning how to handcuff people and do takedowns and all the cool stuff. Um, when I hit the street, uh, started seeing such the opposite of that. I guess it, it, I really wasn't prepared for it, especially as a at 23 years old and never having seen a dead body before, mm-hmm. and um, you just aren't prepared for uh, the violent death scenes and suicides and um, violent car crash deaths and uh, homicides and and even infant deaths that just uh, start to take a toll on you. They do. I know this word doesn't really describe it well. Each one of those incidents dings you. It puts a little dent in your armor. No matter how well-equipped you feel you might be, or I should say how well-equipped most officers or first responders think they might be, you don't have any guarantees of ultimate protection from this all the time. And I can see where that cynicism, that negativity, uh, that jaded attitude can seem to be inevitable. And we're going to talk about your story for so many of our first responders. Uh, being exposed to this in an unrelenting, nonstop manner, uh, they start relying on alcohol. Uh, other substances to try to decompress, to try to get to sleep, which creates relationship problems at home, isolation, depression, uh, all kinds of things that go along with this very negative. And ultimately, that can quite often end with suicide. And uh, right. so w- your your message has weight, has importance, and we're going to talk more about that when we return. This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program, offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment 
for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Are you working so hard to make a living you can't take time to make any real money? Is every day the same boring routine going nowhere and the money runs out before the month? My name is Ron Legrand and for over 35 years now I've been helping clients take their life back by buying and selling houses with no money, credit, experience, or license. If you'll call 800-956-0677, 24 hours, and leave a message, I'll send you my new book and CD absolutely free so you can see how. I've bought hundreds of houses and trained thousands to do the same. Call 800 956 0677 and get your free starter kit until 500 are gone. You'll learn how to make a full-time income on a part-time basis without risk, largely tax-free, and get 90% of the work done for you for pennies. That's 800-956-0677. 800-956-0677. Again, 800-956-0677. That's 800-956-0677. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror beauty is within oh b find the positives less time blow drying more time texting or c show empathy mom you really don't have twinsies i kind of love it you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same for more information on adoption visit adoptuskids.org a message from the u.s department of health and human services adopt us kids and the ad council Returning to our conversation with Jonathan Hickory on the Law Enforcement Today show. Uh, Jonathan, 15-year-plus veteran of law enforcement, and somewhere along the way, you, you said you came on the job at 23. You know, I was yeah. 21. I was 20 in the academy, turned 21 in the academy, and nothing. Uh, I thought they did a great job, as I look back, preparing me in the academy, but nothing prepared me for what I was going to experience. Uh, would that be an understatement for you? No, not at all. I think that um, I've heard it referred to that so many times. It's, um, you know, you can learn, you think you know it all when you finish the academy and, and uh, you're sworn in and, you know, you're, you get your badge and you're so proud uh, to be an officer and you think you're ready to take on the world. And the reality of, reality of it is that the world uh, is a very dark place that you're not ready for. No, and there's only so much that that our law enforcement officers do. We we got the court system, and you and I both know the revolving door that goes on with that. You have people that get convicted; they're supposed to do ten years. They wind up doing three or four. They're back out. Uh, you have uh, children in desperate situations with horrific living situations where you try to do the right thing. Social workers try to do the right thing, and the state governments and county governments and city governments fall flat. And it's it's a very powerless feeling people think that police officers law enforcement officers have tremendous power in some degrees you do but you can't you can't solve all these world's ills and problems you just can't yeah well and you can't you especially can't solve it in an hour which is uh you know the the average time of uh, a more serious call you know an hour to two hours but most often 
um, you're in and out of these folks' lives, um, you know, like a like a ship in the night. And uh, it might be another officer dealing with the same situation the next time. And you want to help uh, as much as you can, and especially when you start out in your career, um, you feel like you can make a difference. And uh, and after a while, seeing that uh, the the cyclical um, nature of it and the the people going back into the same situation and it just seems hopeless after a while and, and you just don't you start to lose hope i guess yourself is that what happened with you with me um i uh was i would reprocess especially the the violent scenes and 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 also the just the general brokenness of humanity the like you mentioned the poverty um the abuse um the people stuck in situations that um you feel like you wish you could help them, but you just don't see a way. And the general hopelessness, uh, human suffering on an unparalleled scale. And after a while, um, yeah, I turned to alcohol after a, a couple of years, um, and I abused alcohol. And I certainly don't have any problem calling myself an alcoholic, although I denied it at the time. But I was an alcoholic for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. That term has a lot of stigma. A lot of people have their uh, ideas in their own mind of what that is and what it isn't. And, you know, we always hear the stories about uh, the man or woman living under the bridge, drinking out of the brown paper bag. That's an alcoholic. And and probably could be. It could also be the doctor, the nurse, the police officer, the lawyer, uh, the school teacher that uh, you deal with every day. And a lot of it is hidden away where most people don't see it. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I became very good at hiding it. And I'm not proud to say that, uh, certainly ashamed of that, but I think that's very common. If you are hiding your drinking from those who love you, then that is a red flag that you have a problem. Yeah. I've always heard it said that if you ever ask yourself if maybe I drink too much, then the answer is yes, you do. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Yeah, because people don't walk into Walmart and say, I wonder if I shoplift too much unless they're stealing. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's great so I love it's, it yeah, yeah. and uh, I know it sounds oversimplified and, and that's not the impression I'm trying to give to people but with often case with law enforcement officers firefighters first responders that have problems with substance abuse alcoholism dependency whatever terminology people want to use oftentimes nothing changes until they wind up getting caught and having disciplinary action against them was that the case with you um the case with me was not that I was disciplined for alcohol problems, but um, there were some things that happened in my personal life um, that uh, led to an investigate an internal investigation um, with my department. And when that happened, um, I suddenly the control that I thought that I had over my life was taken away. And I think that's um, where so many police officers, first responders suddenly start to feel like their life is spiraling to a point that they cannot control anymore. And that's when suicide starts to look like an answer. Um, You know, we are, uh, by nature, it is, we are the fixers. You know, it is our job to fix the problems of society. And we take great pride in being able to solve any problems that are thrown at us. But we don't always have that control in our personal lives and when something hits at home whether it be um, a marital problem or whether it be a, uh, a tragedy like a, a, a sudden death 
or whether it be uh, just something, you know, even even a suicide or or something like that. You know, when something happens in our personal world that we don't have any control of, we don't know what to do. Right. What do we do when we, as the fixers, can't fix the problem and when become, we are suddenly the broken? Well, when we're the broken and we try to solve the problem with the problem, which is this uh, sick thinking that occurs uh, with so many of these conditions, whether it be alcoholism, substance abuse, dependency, uh, post-traumatic stress symptoms, depression, trying to right. think you're out of way to depressed state of mind which is actually a physical condition with you know mental symptoms doesn't work. It's usually the problem to try to solve the problem. So I want to take a break here for just a moment. For those listening, if you're in law enforcement, a veteran, a firefighter, EMT, dispatcher, parole, whatever it might be, and you're encountering problems with substance abuse and or post-traumatic stress type symptoms, give the folks at Transformations Treatment Center a call. I've met them. They're great people. 888 888- Nine nine one nine seven two five. That's eight 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 nine nine one nine seven two five. They have a phenomenal program specifically for first responders, veterans. That's run by first responders and veterans, therapists, counselors. They know what they're doing and and they know the deal. So check them out online at transformationstreatment.center. Thanks for letting me interrupt. Because this is a scenario we hear about this all the time, Jonathan. That you know, last year, for example, and I don't have the numbers in front of me. More law enforcement officers died by suicide than line of duty deaths. Yeah. And it's not a new scenario. That's been a scenario that's been going on for quite a while. It's always been very parallel. One year is more suicides than the other dips down and it goes, but it's always been with us. Yeah. Well, and and it's something that I was not aware of until recently. Uh, As I wrote this book, as I faced suicidal thoughts myself, and I write about that in my book, um, and I was so afraid to bring this book to publication uh, because I felt like I was the only one. I was the only one that had turned to alcohol like this, and I felt like I was the only one having problems with um, processing all this death and destruction and dysfunction and brokenness that I had seen. And I I was the weak one, and I was the only one who had ever thought about suicide, about killing myself as a result of hating who I was and hating what my life was. And so after the publication of the book, I started to realize it's not just me. It's very prevalent in our uh, profession as first responders. And it's very, very disturbing to me that, I mean, I guess it's comforting to know that I wasn't the only one. And so I'm hoping that my book will be a message of hope to others. But at the same time, we've got to be more aware of this. There is a huge stigma that, uh, that is causing this, um, that, that we can't, that because we're seen as weak, if we reach out for help, then instead of reaching out for help, we as first responders try to fix it ourselves, and that just leads to worse problems and then eventually possibly suicide, depending on your circumstance. We are talking with Jonathan Hickory. This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And I promise you, you don't want to miss the rest of the conversation. We all know that law enforcement, first responders, and military have dangerous jobs. They see and experience traumas that most can't even imagine. And all too often, that takes a toll leading to substance abuse, PTSD, and co-occurring mental health disorders. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to helping protect those who protect 
Call 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-9435-800-280-9435-800-280-9435. Call right now. That number again is 800-280-9435. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. We are returning to our conversation with Jonathan Hickory on the Law Enforcement Today Show. Jonathan is a career law enforcement officer, 15 plus years on the job in the great state of Virginia. Can't say what agency because he's still active. He's also an author. Jonathan, what's the name of your book again? It's called Break Every Chain, a police officer's battle with alcoholism, depression, and devastating loss, and the true story of how God changed his life forever. This is a conversation that we have quite often on the Law Enforcement Today show. This is not something that's unique, and one of the things, one of the parallels that I find absolutely mind-blowing is... I don't know how old you are, but I was a teenager during the Vietnam War, and a lot of kids I went to school with, their fathers were POWs and MIA, and some didn't make it back. And uh, Then we got to meet a lot of these, these men and women. They came back and they struggled. And we owe an extreme debt of gratitude to them because before the VA started becoming more active about treating things like post-traumatic stress, substance abuse, a lot of it was swept under the rug. And these men and women took it upon themselves to talk to each other before the government got involved. What I'm getting at is nobody that I know of blinks an eye or looks at a veteran, a combat veteran, askew or sideways saying, oh, they came back from military service abroad. They're in a war zone, a combat zone, and they got issues. And there's none of this, oh, there's something wrong with them. Oh, they're a freak. That, that stigma does not seem to exist, and it shouldn't. And yet, with our first responder community, especially our law enforcement officers, that stigma is still there. What yeah. makes us so different? 
Man, that's a gr- that's a tough question to answer. Um, yeah, I don't I, mean society wise. We look at ourselves differently, and a lot of these are, are combat veterans I work with, and it's like they put on the badge and, and the uniform, and all of a sudden, it's this mental attitude: I need to handle it myself. Well, you know, I think that we see ourselves. You've heard, of course, the sheepdog analogy. Yes, that uh, we we view ourselves as the sheepdogs, the protectors of the sheep from the wolves. And the sheepdog is the lone sheepdog. And so I think that so oftentimes we feel like we're out there by ourselves. You know, you have to be able to think on your feet as a police officer and act independently. And as far as problems on the street, you handle them by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you'll call for backup. But, uh, you know, there's some guys that they want to handle it without backup. And I think it it almost goes into um, our personal lives that when we start having these feelings of like why am I having so many problems why do I feel such darkness why do I feel so depressed like what's wrong with me am I the only one that's feeling like this and why am you know am I weak for feeling like this when you start to have those thoughts and you fail to call for backup then you're going to find yourself in a world of trouble yeah. really fast. Now, I get the idea of not wanting to call for backup. If we did it too much, then, you know, the, the other guys, and I say guys, the men and women I worked with, they had their post to handle too. So if you're always calling them to help you, then someone had to go handle their post, and it, it's like a domino effect. So you want to handle as much as possible. And then you had, uh, I hate to say it, but you had some guys, some men and women come up, and you'd have a situation calm down. They get there, they get all inflamed, and everything all up and, and up or again. And so, so you learned who to avoid. And they weren't <laughs> bad people. It's just, you know, they were over exuberant sometimes, and we all have yeah. our moments. I'm not trying to say anything negative about anybody. Uh, but I get that. But the mentality that we can handle every situation by ourselves all the time, I think, is a big contributing factor to. Uh, drowning it with alcohol, uh, divorce, uh, running around, all the things that we see and hear about happening all the time. And then you have an officer, a veteran officer, a a great career, and they get arrested for DUI or they don't show up for work one day or they show up for work and they're still under the influence. And it's like all of a sudden they're looked upon as like you're the scourge of the earth because – we of all people should not be doing that. Yeah, well, and just some statistics for you, Jay, is um, over 75% of police officers have been divorced at least once. That's three out of every four, 75%. 40% of all law enforcement officers um, have been involved in some sort of domestic violence incident. Yeah. And 25 to 30%, depending on the, the survey and how many will actually admit it, are involved in some sort of substance abuse, yeah. so it's it is rampant in our in our profession as far as and and we should not have to stand for that. Um, we should not have to be. Uh, we deserve better than that. We deserve better personal lives than that. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be change. And, and this is where I think you know, people like you and I and everybody else out there it needs to be talking to each other. And by the way, it's not just our first responder community. This is we are our segment of society, and this is going on in all of our communities, all of our neighborhoods, and it's not just law enforcement people that are having these issues. It's happening in so many people's houses. Uh, right. How many times do you get calls for the same house every weekend because of people, someone's drunk 
or someone's on the influence. Or worse yet, you get there and, and the, the, the person died because of an overdose. I, I lost track of how many we went through those. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it certainly has not changed. It's still the same way. Um, we live in a society that tries to medicate their problems, whether it be through legal prescription drugs or, or alcoholism or what have you. And there's other options, and because we're getting short in this segment, we'll get to those options in just a moment. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I heard someone say, and it's a great metaphor about police work or law enforcement work or first responders, firefighters as well, because I've had firefighter guests on the Law Enforcement Today show that said the same thing. You start off the job with a great big, heavy-duty, top-of-the-line backpack, And, and every time you go to one of these calls... Uh, a death, a tragic car accident, house fire, suicide, homicide, domestic violence, child abuse, which is really difficult to deal with. Yeah. Every time you go to these, you want to picking up a pebble of varying sizes and throwing it in your backpack. And then after a period of time, and it, and, and it depends on where you're at and how busy you are, that backpack gets full. And it gets right. to the part where you throw that last little pebble on, which seems so insignificant, and the whole backpack falls apart and, and the person carrying it is devastated. Right, and, and you can't just separate yourself from it in, in an instant. It's, it sticks with you for life. Um, you know, there's times when I will drive down the road and, you know, those crosses on the side of the road where people have been killed are always a great reminder of that scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, but you always will remember the, the tough calls. You'll always remember. And, and it's because you're a human being and you have a heart. And if you believe that you can shut out your emotions completely and be this stoic statue with a badge, you know, you can try that for a while. But when you shut out your emotions and start to bottle them up, then that's when you often um, start to turn to substance abuse and and um, the depression starts and things like that. You, you bring that up, and I, all of a sudden came to mind, uh, I get a call as, as a sergeant, one of my uh, patrolmen, police officers, called me to scene of an incident, and uh, it, it was an older man renting a basement apartment in Baltimore, and he was blind and very, very poor, which a lot of people where we worked were very, very poor, and the bugs were so bad in his apartment that his solution was to pour kerosene all over himself to, to stop the itching. Oof. And to this day, the, the desperation of that man's intolerable living situation stays with me. And that yeah. was, I look back, that had to be 30 some odd years ago. Right. And the emotions and the feelings that come with it are still there. I got interviewed by the television news crew, and when they asked me about the absentee landlord who owned the place, I absolutely went ballistic on television news, which you're not supposed to do. All right. Uh, so those emotions are there. And, and to think that somehow, like you said, I'm supposed to be a stoic statue with a badge is unrealistic. We're going to take a short break. We are talking with Jonathan Hickory on the Law Enforcement Today show. We'll be right back. Are you working so hard to make a living you can't take time to make any real money? Is every day the same boring routine going nowhere and the money runs out before the month? My name is Ron Legrand and for over 35 years now I've been helping clients take their life back by buying and selling houses with no money, credit, experience, or license. If you'll call 800-956-0677... 
24 hours and leave a message, I'll send you my new book and CD absolutely free so you can see how. I've bought hundreds of houses and trained thousands to do the same. Call 800-956-0677. Get your free starter kit until 500 are gone. You'll learn how to make a full-time income on a part-time basis without risk, largely tax-free, and get 90% of the work done for you for pennies. That's 800-956-0677. 800-956-0677. Again, 800-956-0677. That's 800-956-0677. Epidemic. America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost, and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. We are back. We're talking with Jonathan Hickory, career police officer, 15-plus year veteran of his agency in Virginia, also an author. Uh, Jonathan, what is the name of your book one more time? Yes, sir. It's Break Every Chain, a police officer's battle with alcoholism, depression, and devastating loss, and the true story of how God changes life forever. And I saw that online. Of course, it's available at Amazon. Where are some other places you can find it? Uh, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Books A Million, uh, ChristianBook.com, eBay, Lots of different places. You, you're going to find it if you look for it, I promise you. And I believe the website I saw was, is it jonathanhickory.com? Yes, that's, that's my personal website, and that actually has links uh, to all of the places you can get it. So Jonathan is J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-H-I-C-K-O-R-Y.com. And on your website, you got some endorsements by some real heavy hitters. I mean, some big-name people. Uh, some of them, you want to give them a little shout-out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I couldn't believe the doors that were opened um, because as an unknown author, uh, no one's going to be interested in your book unless you get some support from people that that, that uh, are bigger than you are, I guess. And uh, one of the uh, people that were kind enough to read my book and to give me a wonderful endorsement, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, who's just huge in the military and police world, an amazing instructor, um, also, uh, Paul Lee, who is the executive director of the Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers, he also endorsed it. And there's several other names as well. Um, I, I don't want to list them all here, but um, just absolutely grateful. Um, the book has really been uh, doing well and, and very much being blessed, and so I'm very um, humble for that. 
one of the things you said just in the title of the book uh, that your faith is what has helped you whether it be newfound or relying on old faith and what you do to get beyond and into some state of recovery is that a fair way of putting it yes absolutely and here's and, a, a subject that a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about and i tell people all the time i pray multiple times a day because uh, i found that it, and not, i don't get into conversation about what I believe, if someone wants to talk to me, say, hey, I'm struggling, what did you do to get to where you're at? I'm more than happy to tell them. Right. But I found that for me, prayer is, is something that helps me clear my mind and get focused in a more positive way. Because my mind is full of like the memories. Some of those memories trigger some very powerful physical reactions and can change my mood, can go to d- deep sadness for it seems like no reason whatsoever. I call it blue sadness. Yeah. So uh, this is something I rely upon all the time, and we seem to be in society afraid to talk about it. Right, and it's, it's really a shame. But um, I think it, what it comes down to is either you believe in a higher power or you don't. You look around you at the world, at the beautiful sunrises and sunsets at the trees at the you know all the all the things in, on this earth at the oceans the mountains and you you're going to have to choose to believe or not believe and and whether it's you believe in god and and jesus uh, or whether you believe there's just some all-powerful creator if you believe that this this world was was created then it is the answer is to, at least for me, was to give my all my problems, all my stress, all my worries, all the control over to that creator. And that, you know, that makes perfect sense. And I always tell people, if you're not capable of believing what I believe in, find something you can start with. Yeah, you need to have some sort of hope. And when you concentrate on all the darkness of this world you know we live in a a fallen broken world and if you just watch the six o'clock news you know it's just a reflection of uh the darkness of our times and so if all you do is think about these things and then you face these things firsthand in your line of work uh, as a police officer even worse then it's going to affect you it's going to take its toll on your heart if you don't believe there's any way to fix it long time ago another police author that i used to read quite a bit uh and i'm gonna paraphrase him his name is joseph wambach and what he wound up saying a lot was that working in in police work you wind up working with a segment of society that that is just the worst and you experience it all the time and you wind up getting a very negative view of the world as a whole because your constant experience with this this group of people has constant problems. He used different terminology, which I can't use on a radio. But what winds up happening is when you're constantly exposed to this element of people who have severe drama, severe dysfunction, you wind up viewing yourself as saying, well, I'm part of it too. I might be higher up on the echelon, but you wind up getting a very negative view of yourself as well. I understanding what I'm heading towards is I cannot use the verbiage he used. Well, you start to feel um, feelings of worthlessness. And also, you see a lot of innocent people yeah. um, that are affected by these darker people and, um, you know, that didn't deserve it. And you're, you 
you start to question, like, what kind of world do I live in, you know, that all these horrible things happen to these innocent, good people, and there's just no hope. And, you know, it, it starts to get to the point where the, the toll gets worse and worse on your heart, and you just you try to numb it with things like alcohol. You right. try to, uh, you know, it may not be alcohol. It may be running around, you know, maybe like womanizing. Um, but it's trying to fill a void in your heart. And for me, what worked, what has made me not only sur- be able to survive in this life and in this job, but to thrive, was to fill that hole with with faith, with faith in God, and to be able to give all my burdens over to him and all my burdens are lifted that's actually a great outlook on life that all of us can choose and here's i think the power of this all of us can choose to some degree or another and for those who have faith a religious-based faith you can choose that for those who don't you can choose something else for those who had faith before and lost it you can make a decision to choose to rely on a power greater than oneself from outside of yourself. And it's incredibly freeing in a lot of ways. And I know this because I do it all the time. Yeah, Uh, you're right. And I do that because I want to have a good life. And I want my wife and my children to have a good life. I don't want to be perpetuating the cycle of all the horrible things I saw and I felt and all the crimes and all the violence. I don't want that dictating the quality of my life today. So that's why I make that choice. And uh, right. and I think that's the power of this, that we, you and I, and everybody listening, and you don't have to be law enforcement. You could be you know, a regular job, whatever it might be. You're going right. to have struggles in your life. You're going to have worries. You're going to have fears that you think yeah. you got to control, and that's going to eat at you when you decide to choose to put the outcome of that in the hands of something outside of yourself. It frees you up to do what you got to do a much more effective way. Uh, Jonathan Hickory, again, give us the name of your book and where people can get more details. Yes, sir. It's Break Every Chain, A Police Officer's Battle with Alcoholism, Depression, and Devastating Loss, and the True Story of How God Changed His Life Forever. Uh, you can get it at Amazon.com, at uh, Barnes & Noble's website, um, also Books A Million, Walmart, eBay, ChristianBook.com, and ThriftBooks.com. And well. your website address one more time is? is jonathanhickory.com. Thanks so much for your service, brother, and thanks so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today show. Very much appreciated. Yes, sir. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. In every community across the United States, towns, cities, states, we have law enforcement officers. We have first responders. We have incredible stories of heroism from our first responders. From law enforcement officers, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters. In addition to that, we have heroic crime victim survivors. If you want to tell your story of survival and how you recovered and how you rebuilt your life, feel free to contact us. We'd love to have you as a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. We made it so easy to get a hold of us, too. There's many different ways. Go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com contact us page of the web page download our free app on our website lawenforcementtoday.com you can contact us through the free app you can contact us on our facebook page twitter instagram heck send me an email my email address is j that's j-a-y at lawenforcementtoday.com 
You see, we'd love to hear your story. And we know, we hear so often, I have a story to tell, but no one will give me a platform. Law Enforcement Today is your platform. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here at Law Enforcement Today. On behalf of everyone associated with the show and the website, this is John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya. Yeah.